This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here he is, the great Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. You know, that wasn't me at the dinner. That was AI. That was my AI. I'm, I'm glad the AI performed well. You know, you laugh about that, but the actors are scared to death. That's one of the reasons why, you know, the writers are back at work and Jimmy Fallon's back on the air and blah, blah, blah. But the actors are still striking because they are really worried that Bill O'Reilly, the AI, will end up at dinner on a movie set and not the real guy. You know, they uh, they should be worried. This AI stuff, I, I'm not going to get into it now because we got immediate stuff in the news to talk about. But <laughs> this bear is uh, watching here. Um, there's an article in Foreign Affairs uh, by Henry Kissinger and uh, my old dean at Harvard, Graham Allison, um, about how this uh, whole advancement um, is going to change the world in every way, the artificial intelligence. And we're going to get out in front of this, uh, but I have to have it, – it's probably about six months away from being uh, something you can see. And then as soon as that happens, I'm going to be all over it. All right, good. Well, let's get to the uh, the important news of the day like you talked about. I'm sure you were listening with me and Judge Knapp and since, and I just have no appetite. I don't want innocent people to die. I get all that. You have to preface all that. You know, like George Floyd, I don't want him to die. But I have, not, I have no appetite right now for the safety of Palestinians. I just don't. Um, because, because I have no idea how many of those folks share the same ideology. I know a lot of folks were celebrating a lot in Gaza after those initial attacks two weeks ago. So I don't want to kill everybody, but my appetite for sympathy for them is not very high. Does that make me a bad guy? No, but you don't win the war that way. You don't win the long-term conflict that way. So what should happen is this, and this is what drives me crazy about not only the United States but NATO and the other leadership that's on the side of good. I mean, you know Putin and, and China and Iran, and, and these are the evildoers, okay? That's who they are. They're not going to change. But right away, the United Nations should have stepped in and said, we're going to establish – um, camps in Egypt, northern Egypt, okay, for women and children only. And Israel will give us a safe corridor for maybe two or three days to evacuate any families, women and children, no men, all right, who want to go into these UN-administered um, camps, <clears throat> okay? And then we're appealing the United Nations for donations from all over the world, and certainly Biden, um, who gives away money every single hour, would do that, and the NATO and Asians would too. That's number one. So then you take that issue away. It comes out, and, and Israel would support it. They'd support it. So after the three- or four-day period where they come into Egypt, again, just women and children, no men, um, then Israel has to do what? is necessary, which is destroy the infrastructure of Hamas. Now, I would also apply to that if, if you are a Palestinian man living in Gaza, an Arab living in Gaza, you can surrender. You can surrender. 
so we won't kill you. But if you don't surrender, and you, we're going to come in, and if you're there and you're in our way. You're going to die. I wouldn't say that. I would. I would say you'll be <laughs> at risk. You'll die. Yeah, but look, Sick, you can be adamant about it. And I go back to Abraham Lincoln. I mean, and, and this is what I do. I combine history with uh, contemporary journalism. Abraham Lincoln gave orders to his generals, Grant and Sherman, to destroy everything in the South. You have, the, you have an order, if you want to, to break it. But he didn't make it public. He didn't come out and, and, you know, he was doing the Emancipation Proclamation. He was doing a lot of these things. But Sherman went down and just destroyed Georgia, the march to the sea. That broke the will of the South to fight. Grant basically overran Confederate positions, didn't take many prisoners, said, did not take many prisoners. Yeah. And the war was over, and the North won. That's how you conduct it. You don't put in your face, because there are so many people in the world that use this kind of a situation to up the hatred, to up the violence. You want to win. That's all fair. Not fair. And I think some of the reason why I'm so angry today, besides the obvious, I'm a Jewish boy, and my people were absolutely slaughtered. But on a on a real unbelievable note, right here in my own city, or here in my own country, Talib yesterday in Washington, D.C., the thousands, thousands that amassed in Times Square. I knew anti-Semitism was alive and well, and I knew to be part of the population that loved what happened two weeks ago. But the numbers, Bill O'Reilly, the numbers I'm seeing from everyday citizens to duly elected politicians is making me even more angry. Okay, and that's fair. That's fair. Um, but then you have to step back from the emotion and say, I'd say 80% of New Yorkers are on the side of Israel. How do you know that? Because when I see these pro-Israel rallies, for every one of them, there's four pro-Palestinians at their rallies. Yeah, but that's because they're organized, and the pro uh, Israel, Israel force is not. So the, these people belong to far-left progressive units where they get emails and texts all the time. Meet me here. We're going to do this. They're what they call activists. Most decent people are not activists. They're on the Long Island Railroad trying to make a living. <laughs> okay? Yes. That's why you see the constant. They can get these people out there because all these people do is hate. That's their whole life. It's like uh, somebody listening to WFAN. That's all they do is do sports. <laughs> all these people do is hate. Yeah. It's not just Israel. They hate conservatives. They hate Trump. You know, but that's their whole life. Okay? So I wouldn't worry about I know it's annoying, and it's, you know, you go and you shake your head. But out of a metropolitan area of 16 million people, all right, Two and a half times the population of Israel, by the way. You're going to have cranks. You're going to have these people. I don't pay them much mind, but I will say that these uh, Talib and uh, Bush and these people in Congress should be brought up on ethics charges. Well, I just said Dolph Heikendon literally 30 minutes ago live from Israel, and he has already reached out to Hakeem Jeffries, 
Well, yeah. Republicans on Campbell will be the next Speaker of the House. And and said, yes, uh, Talib Omar AOC. You bet. They, I mean, well, and they're AOC doing, and is playing a game now. I know she is, but they're doing this right in front of you. They don't that, care. They should be the subject of an ethics investigation in the House because what they're doing is promoting violence. So that that's the ethical breach. You bring them in and go, okay, Congressperson, you're promoting violence, and here's what you said from your elected position in Washington, D.C. And then if there's an ethical violation, which there obviously is, then you can embarrass them to the extent that if they continue to do it, you can expel. So, again, I'm, I'm, I want to win this, Sid. I'm, I'm, my whole life I've, I've been up against the forces of evil, and literally. And I beat them most of the time, but I found that in the early part of my career, I got emotional like you. And every time I got emotional, I lost. But you made more money. Well, I was out of money. I mean, you know, I make money because I'm brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah, no, that's a joke. No, it's true, though. That, you do. No, it's not yes. a joke. It is true. You do. And, and, and um, I make money because I'm entertaining, not nearly as smart as no, you. No, you make money because you're number one. And, and that's what's called a meritocracy. And, and by the way, I want to point out that a lot of this uh, that we're talking about now, we're going to discuss at the Huntington Theater on Friday the 27th. Um, our backgrounds, O'Reilly's background in Levittown and, and Sid's background in Brooklyn, and what our family life was like, and that how that directed us to where we are today. And then we're going to talk about a bigger picture of what the deuce happened to New York. How did we go from a traditional city of working-class people to these nuts in Times Square who want Jews dead? How did that happen? Now, we're going to do it in a funny way, I hope, um, uh, but that's the theme of a New York state of mind, that you know, we're all in this together, but we're really not all in this together. What happened? So I think it'll be an interesting exercise. It'll be a lot of fun, so people should, uh, you know, if they want to join us, uh, go right in now and go to Ticketmaster, the, hunting, the Paramount Theater in Huntington.